This is TMBC. We're just like having bacon. Are you out of your fucking mind? They got my dick missing! Is that dirty enough for you? I don't know if you know this, but I don't speak Russian! Well, hello, beautiful. I told you those savages couldn't be trusted. This all seems horrible. What is the point of all those push-ups if you can't even lift a bloody log? Give me a fat beat to beat my bosses. <laughs> Time to nut up or shut up. Let the games begin. In a world where five people can't seem to start a podcast on time. Opinions run rampant from the mouths of savages. Savages like Mitch O'Dell. You can find me on Twitter at Mitch underscore Wolverine. Matt. No contact information necessary. <laughs> Nicole, uh, com or at Twitter, J-E-T-T-I-K-O. Alisa, I'm not that cool. You're not that cool? No. Nope. You don't have a Twitter Twitter? I don't. Twitter Twitter? All right. I am. Actually, I'm on uh, Instagram now. You're on Instagram. Heroes and Art. Heroes. Heroes and Art. Really? That username was available? Yes. It's impressive. Heroes in Art. Speaking of usernames that were impressive, that they were available, you can find me on Instagram at a white kid. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show. Uh, Today our main topic is uh, sci-fi movies. We'll all just be kind of talking a little bit about which sci-fi movies are our favorites and why. But first, before we get into that, what have we all been consuming? Let's start with Matt. Uh... What have I been consuming? You know, I've been digging through Bendis' Uncanny X-Men uh, because I love me some uh, badass Cyclops. He's finally an interesting character. And he finally has a cool outfit. And Mag- uh, Magneto's new outfit's dope, too. I like Magneto's, too. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's super cool. It's a little bit too angelic for me. No, but at I, the same time, it's cool. I like it. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, that's a that's a great run. I, I really enjoy that the sort of... Cyclops and Max trying to, you know, so turn the tables on the entire uh, mutant agenda, entire or Cyclops agenda. joining Magneto's agenda, or whatever. But so, so in and I, I haven't read Ben. I've only seen like the covers and stuff like that. But basically, the the sum of or the premise of Bendis's run is that Cyclops is now on the side of of freeing mutants from homo sapiens or whatever or what yeah more or less i mean so so like cyclops gets the phoenix power in the uh avx uh arc mm-hmm. and then kills xavier this is like massive spoilers fyi for everybody who uh too late yeah <laughs> thanks a lot matt um uh anyway so uh and yeah then he's you know then he and uh magic colossus's little sister um Mags and a couple others become, they go live at the old Weapon X facility, and it's sort of them sort of hiding out from S.H.I.E.L.D. and, hmm. yes, and creating sort of a larger mutant agenda to against the Homo sapiens. That's pretty awesome. It's, it's fantastic. And is this before or after Space Cyclops? Well, they're two different characters. Are they? Yes, oh, Space well, Cyclops. Oh, that's is, all new X-Men Cyclops that came yes, from the past. Exactly. Oh, and then he goes out to mm-hmm. sort out his daddy issues. Yep. Okay, that makes <laughs> sense. Yep. Um, how about you, Elisa? I am 
probably most um, immersed in iZombie right now. Both Ooh. In the graphic novel and the show. And really? I'm almost caught up with both of them, and I just, I wish there was more and more and more. It's amazing. Nice. Um, and what, so, so the show itself, what, what's been kind of your, your favorite part of the show? I think my favorite part of the show, um, especially in the way that it differs from the graphic novel, is that you get to see her take on some of the qualities of the person whose brain she's eating mm-hmm. without it overwhelming her. And I love the way that she, as an actor, takes on those characteristics and plays them. So every episode you get to see her basically as a different person. I mean, not completely different, but, you know, Mm. with these funny little quirks, and they're all different every single episode. And it's just, it's really, it's fun. That's awesome. And and how many issues did you say you were in on on the comic? I am almost caught up, almost completely. That's impressive. There's not that many. Are they? They're done. Uh, oh, yeah, it's done. Okay. When you said caught up, I thought it was still oh, ongoing because no, no. I, I, I was just, just meant thinking like when I... it started. No. I was like, shiz, that's a lot of stuff. No. Uh, Mitch, what about you? Well, I got a Deadpool tattoo this week. Ooh. Pretty sweet. Adding it to does my look sleeves. very nice, by the way. I was, at first, I was, I was, I guess I doubted a little bit whether or not it would fit in with the rest of yours, but it, it looks nice there. I would hope it would fit in. I mean, it's just a Marvel head. Yeah, but like the rest <laughs> of them are kind of like Jack Kirby style Marvel. Oh yeah, you know, and you bring in Rob Liefeld. The uh, that, yeah, he's that's not more that doesn't look like Liefeld at all. Because well, maybe it does because he can't see the feet. Liefeld's <laughs> the one jackass that doesn't know proportions. Yeah, <laughs> giant chests or whatever. Yeah. Other than that, just continuing on with the Civil War journey I'm on. Nice. Well, how deep are you now? Uh, not too much further. I took a little bit of a break, but I'm almost to the fifth book. Nice. Not bad. So <clears throat> so the, the, fifth, the fifth main issue of Civil War? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay. And and how many like what how many different tie ins if you were to just approximate how many different tie ins have you read yet? Or this thus far? I mean. Maybe twenty five. Shit. I can't even think there's so many of them because there's like fifteen or twenty almost in between books. Yeah. That's so insane. I'm probably even guessing low. That's so nuts. And, and and for those of you wondering why Mitch has this devotion, again, this is a public service announcement that we are reviewing Civil War in our comic book club of the month uh, for our either the next episode or the one after. I can't remember. But, yeah, it'll come out. So read Civil War. Um, Nicole, how about you? So I'm reading three right now. Okay. Um, first, the new, uh, the new 52 Teen Titans. Yeah. Ooh. I... So the I le- keep holding out that maybe it'll turn around, but so far. So are you reading from the very start of the new Fifty Two? Yeah. Titans, like Scott Liddell. Ooh, yeah, that's real bad. Yeah, it got better when they relaunched it. But. Yeah, so I'm hold- holding out hope, but yeah, I didn't continue on it, so it's possible that it got better without no, me knowing. No, it didn't. Okay, it didn't. I'm glad you're that- not missing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, whenever I, I have that Teen Titans, and I have a deep love for the Teen I Titans. I do, too. That's why I keep reading them. Yeah. It was the first comic book I ever picked up was a Teen Titans issue. And, uh, and anytime I... So I have the big hardcover collection of Jeff Johns run on Teen Titans from the early Wonderful. 2000s. Amazing. Wonderful. I've got the huge hardcover, plus I've got all the trades. And so I always just go and flip through that whenever I'm feeling a little sad. nostalgic <laughs> and sad that I don't have any good Teen Titans stuff. 
But what besides Teen Titans? Um, the Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad as well. Um, Harley Quinn by the Char- uh, Chad Harden Harley Quinn, yeah. which is fantastic. That well, is way good. I love the artwork, but I think this, the stories in there are a little light. I think they could do... Okay, I think they could go there and be a little bit darker, but... They probably could. I feel like... I feel like almost with DC, the rest of DC's line, though, they almost can't go darker because everything else is. Yeah. Well, I guess not everything else anymore, but that's how the new 52 started was super dark. And so, like, and that's what I like. This reputation. So right. I'm half and half. I like a mix. So I just think it's too light. And then on the other hand, I love Suicide Squad, but I don't like the artwork in Suicide Squad. I wish that it could be like Suicide Squad storyline, but with the Harley Quinn artwork. Yeah. That's yeah. my take on that. No, yeah, I. I agree with you there. Chad Harden's art is awesome. He's amazing. He is really good. He's funny as hell too. Uh, last year at our at our local Comic Con, Salt Lake Comic Con, he had a, a panel there. Where you, did you go and check out the panel last year? Yeah, it's awesome. I was with him on the day he found out that he was going to be illustrating ah. the new Harley Quinn too. Well, that's I was like, fun. Oh, I'm gonna get your autograph now. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. He's super cool. Was that the guy that threw Shannon into a book? Yeah, uh, yeah, it oh, is. Okay. It's him. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, I. Lately, what I've been reading some. Oh, um, I'm in the middle of Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, a Superman story by Alan Moore. Um, it's really actually, it's interesting and super weird. It involves Lex Luthor and Brainiac combining. Like Brainiac takes Lex Luthor over, and he's got this weird, goofy, like Silver Age Brainiac head on top of his. So you can see Brainiac's glowing eyes right on top of his human eyes, and his eyes are all wide, and he has a hard time walking straight. And it's it's really weird, but it's kind of awesome too. Um, there's some badass Lois Lane in there, and it's it's a great Superman story so far. But yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, that wraps it up. Um, the so the main I guess discussion that that we're sort of aiming for, and really the topic here is just I guess to kind of talk about you know there there have been a lot of different types of sci-fi over the last you know however many years forever i mean especially in movies there have been a lot of different types whether it's space opera or explorative or really hard sci-fi um and i guess i i'm just curious what everyone's you know sort of favorites like what what stands out to everybody with what really they they gravitate towards with their sci-fi um let's let's go ahead and start with nicole what's your favorite sci-fi i love godzilla Godzilla. but not the one that everybody likes i love the 98 Godzilla. 98 Godzilla. A lot. I love that. It is so bad, but so good. So what What are, so differentiate them a little bit, because in my mind, I cannot remember the difference. Um, well, so are you talking the one that everybody likes, meaning like the brand new one? Are you talking? Are you talking like the one from like, because was there one in like 2002 or three? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then they, there's a brand new one. But the, well. the 98 one is the American made one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The ones from 2002, 2003 were the last... Japanese-made Godzilla films, and those were pretty good. There was Mecha Godzilla, and there was uh, Mecha Godzilla is fantastic. There's another. What was the other one? I don't remember. Anyway, the the '98 one was uh, Matthew Broderick and the giant pile of fish, and, <laughs> and it looked like a dinosaur. Oh, and then in the Japanese one that came out in 2002, they had Godzilla fight American Godzilla and oh. and totally destroy him. <laughs> Well, that's symbolic. It's yeah. beautiful. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a beautiful moment. The so, 98 version has the best name drop of Gojira. Yeah. Like, oh, best. it's so bad. I loved it. I could watch that scene over and so over bad. again. Is that the one where it lays eggs in Madison Square yes. Garden? Yes. <laughs> and they're all about killing the nest. Yes. 
So oh, that movie is what, such a disaster. <laughs> what is it specifically that, that makes you so fond of the 98 Godzilla? It didn't take itself too seriously, okay. which I really loved. Uh, it was, I don't know if he intentionally made it bad, but it was wonderful. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, when you said, when you mentioned earlier that Godzilla was your, your sci-fi movie of choice, I'm sort of glad you mentioned the 98 one. Because I was growing up, all I watched was Godzilla movies. My parents would rent me Godzilla movies, and I just watched I all so of them. Now. Oh, they're the best. <laughs> they are the they're best. the best. Uh, I mean, I was a kid uh, from Godzilla Returns. I remember just as a kid, just like sitting there with my little like fake radio, just like calling Monster Island, come in, Monster Island. <laughs> and uh, I was so excited for that '98 Godzilla. I was like, it looks like a dinosaur. It's super cool. Check out these special effects. And so I remember seeing it, too, and I was like, this is the best movie ever! It was the best, especially when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. Ah. But now I've seen it recently, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> this bad. thing's horrible. This is a pattern in your life right now, Matt. Uh, well, why do they keep making crappy movies? <laughs> and I or why waiting. do I have to go back and watch crappy That's movies? That's what I mean. <laughs> it was like when I went and watched the, uh, uh, the uh, never-ending story again. I was like... Yeah. Oh, this is the worst. Yeah, don't watch so that movie again. What the fuck happened to my like childhood? That's a movie that you can't go back and rewatch. You just gotta leave oh, it be man. in the past. So, uh, what looks funny is that we're actually kind of getting a very similar situation now because we just had our American reboot of Godzilla right last year, which I found, which I thought was an absolute success. It was fantastic. I fucking I liked that it. movie. It was great. But next year, the Japanese are also making a Godzilla yeah, movie. Yeah, they have to follow it up, and they have to show us that we suck, and our Godzilla sucks. I guess so. I wonder if they'll have it again, like maybe Aaron Taylor. The Johnson whole movie's just going to be like a, like a drone behind Godzilla the entire time, so they can say, <laughs> see how much Godzilla we have in our movie? <laughs> no, that's only what it is. Who has the most Godzilla yeah. in their movie? That movie... You know, two straight hours of Godzilla. Bitches. <laughs> kind of dope. I, I did watch the uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, like yeah. I, I wasn't yeah. super exposed to Godzilla as a child, but I had a friend who was way into That's Godzilla. the one where he fights the giant octopus, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah, yes. I don't have a. Super I always thought that memory, octopus but... was so cool. <laughs> God, I watched the old awesome. King Kong the other day with oh, what's his fucking name? Jeff Bridges. Yes, yep. I watched that the other day. <laughs> that was a bad movie. They so do bad. owe me another Godzilla vs. Mothra movie, though. I would. Be I need that. that before I die. <laughs> Although I, I want. Um, Angerus, the guy, he's like the little hedgehog armadillo looking guy that Godzilla fights. He's my favorite. He's awesome. Oh, I actually know that reference. I don't know the, I didn't know the name, but I know the, yeah, the uh, Angerus or uh, the other guy likes the uh, uh, Gigan with the giant like sword arms. Mm -hmm. I love that guy. That's pretty dope. (laughs) Um, So, Mitch, what what sci-fi movie were you wanting to? uh, do we want to go bit. to me or do we want to go to Matt or Elisa? Yeah, I'm gonna, can I jump in just because I might have to? I might oh, have yeah. to be a boner and leave early again. Yeah, because um, Matt sucks. I had two, and I I was just struggling with both of them. I was going to do a book. We'll do books some other day. Yes. Two of my all time favorites, and then one that I'm going to choose for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. First, not talking about is the thing, because oh. that movie is the fucking best. Talk about science fiction. Yeah, that's so good. Anyway. I was underwhelmed when I first saw that movie because I thought it was going to be about, like, Ben Grimm. Boo. I know. I, I like and Not that that takes away from my enjoyment, <laughs> but my initial enjoyment of that movie was very... Oh, that's one of my... Oh, I love that movie. Anyway, uh, my choice for this evening would have to be Cronenberg's The Fly as 
that just to me embodies proper mad scientist gone terribly wrong. Jeff Goldblum's an absolute maniac in that movie when his like nose and ears and stuff are falling off. It's so disgusting. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And Cronenberg's an awesome director, and so he really can kind of provide that sort of mm-hmm. psychotic angle towards whatever you're watching, like so, uh, Scanners or uh, – uh, yeah, I'm drawing a bunch of blanks. Drawing but, a bunch uh, of blanks. So, so what's the plot of The Fly? Or, You've or never seen The Fly? I never have. Dude. I know. I'm an awful person. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you are an awful person. Yep. You're banned from the podcast from I know. It's terrible. Forth. Well, there goes our equipment. The flies about the the, the flies about uh, the Jeff Goldblum's character uh, Seth Brundle, who wants to create uh, teleportation. So he builds these two pods that he can then put something in a pod and teleport it to the other pod, and he succeeds with inanimate objects. And so he initially puts a dog in it, and that's his... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, a baboon. He puts a baboon in it, and he wants to do his first test, and he flips it over, and it, like the baboon like falls out, flopping around inside out, and it's all just super disgusting. Huh. He thinks he figures it out, and he wants to test on a human subject, so he gets in. Unbeknownst to him, they're all fly flies in. And so when he pops out, he's, his DNA and the fly's DNA have been mixed. And then the rest of the movie is him slowly going through this breakdown of his human body falling apart and the fly body, the fly human hybrid body coming out. So it's like all of his body parts are falling off and he's like keeping him in jars in his bathroom <laughs> and stuff. I mean, it's fucking amazing. That sounds awesome, it's, actually. It, yeah, Brundlefly. That was always oh. one of my uh, band. I wanted to have a band called Brundlefly because it's a badass <laughs> name. <laughs> Trying to get your band now to change it. Yeah, that's Come not on, happening. What's, what's funny about this discussion now is that because of this i now understand a donald or a childish gambino lyric when he says i'm too fly jeff goldblum now i understand it (laughs) but seriously you should probably just go ahead and watch the fly when you get home tonight yeah well (laughs) i don't know about tonight because i gotta wake up really early tomorrow but that but yeah that i would i would rate that highly as one of the better science fiction movies 80s go back and watch it 80s movies were generally bad yeah (laughs) But, but they had no. They had. There's a couple science fiction films from the 80s that were just gold, pure. Like, uh, uh, they live. Have you seen They Live with uh, who's the wrestler they had in the movie? Uh, anyway, one of the pro wrestler guys. They live. Um, it's all about this guy who gets a special pair of sunglasses, and when he puts them on, he can see through the alien overlords' disguise, and they've infiltrated all the news media and the government and stuff. And oh, that movie is so good. Hmm. Let's see, they live, starring Roddy Piper. Keith Roddy David. Piper, yeah, Roddy, Piper. yeah, Roddy Piper. Oh, that's pretty awesome. I I haven't really watched much uh, '80s sci-fi. Dude, '80s sci-fi was my bread and butter. So if you need a list, I'd be happy to throw you one. That would be great. Yeah. I, Sci-fi is my bread and butter. It, so. was, it was before my time. Except for, um, <laughs> except for Doctor Who. Uh, agreed. <laughs> let's, let's talk about this really quick. We were, we were talking about it a little bit before the show, but I just want to clear the air and, and possibly lose all of our listeners. I'm just kidding. If, if you get mad, who cares? Um, what, what's the hate with Doctor Who? Oh, it's just a boring show. I, it's uninteresting. Oh. I don't want to like make every single human being on the entire planet now suddenly hate. It's okay. Me. I'll defend it, even though I'm not like. Well, I, no, I but really that's the thing. It. It's all uh, it, no matter what I say. It's all just my own opinion, 
and I have, if you love Doctor Who and that's your jam, more power to you. It's just boring to me, you know? So I don't have like a vehement opinion like, if you watch Doctor Who, you're a horrible person and you should burn in the TARDIS. Yeah. And there's the clip that we're going to save. And yeah, I'm just going to save that yeah, out of put, context. Yeah, put that on repeat out of context. <laughs> Matt, have you ever watched a Weeping Angels episode? God, that everyone, that's the one. It's like, watch the Weeping Angels. Watch the Weeping uh, But man. then that guy, the other director, came through and then murdered the Weeping Angels and made them not cool anymore because he kept right? bringing them back. I was like, can you not do that? Can you just stay away from things? Yeah. Why don't, he's not even worthy of being named. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the Tenant episodes, and Matt Smith was okay. I cannot. I've tried to start it from the beginning, and I cannot get into the back old when ones. it was actually produced by a college. Well, you know what? Yeah. So yeah, it is. So I watched. Bad. I mean, t- I guess to be fair, I haven't watched a lot of the new ones, but I did watch all the Eccleston stuff, and I thought, and I was like, hey, this show is kind of fun. I like this guy, and I, but I didn't know really what the whole jam was with Doctor Who, so I was like, fun show. And then there was an episode, and I was like, wait, what happened to? Eccleston. Eccleston why was my favorite. Some, I thought he was the best doctor. Yeah, why is the, now why is there some other guy who's the same guy? This is <laughs> stupid. I didn't mind it. And then I like tried to get through that, and I was like, it's, now it's a whole different thing. So I, that's, that's actually one of the concepts of Doctor, doctor Who that I enjoy a little bit, is like uh, this guy just keeps reincarnating himself as different people. I think that idea is great, but here's my issue with okay. it. And this is like, God, this is going to like bring down the wrath of... <laughs> It's all right. We can take some wrath. Con all over me, but we need some wrath. uh, He is a timeless being, right? Mm -hmm. This the the like the essence of the Doctor. Mm -hmm. Yet he always incarnates himself as thirty to forty something white guy. Like that's super dumb. Not in the newest one. What is he's he? He's a really old one? guy. He's an old okay, guy. Okay, so he's an old, but he's but still an old point. white guy. I get your point, yeah. Like, you could be any being from the universe, and you always come back as some white dude. How awesome would that show be? Maybe. Hey, they, to be fair, they do have a black British I, no, guy. No, but that's oh, not but show. he's not the doctor. <laughs> no, no but I don't need... But he's I, a badass character. No, 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 no. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me make sure to, I'm phrasing this correctly. I'm not talking about diversity in the show. I'm talking about a, there's a character in the show that is this timeless entity that always chooses to come back as the same thing, which is like, you so, could come back as Jabba the Hutt, and that'd be super cool, or you could come back as a Brundlefly, and so that'd be maybe, super cool. Maybe for him, maybe we're joining him very late in his adventures, and he's already tried it, and maybe he's super racist and, and grumpy and set in his ways, and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to be a white guy from now on. It's easier to be a male white a white guy. Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah, so, hey, yeah. nobody questions. But I think I mean, it'd unless be, you're trying to get tuition <laughs> breaks. I do think, it'd be, a scholarship. Mo- I do think it'd be a more interesting show if they didn't follow that s- preset. Mm-hmm. Because you could all you could have this entity and experience different sides of whom, whomever this character is, whether whatever gender, whatever race, whatever species. They should have nabbed up Idris Elba while he was still yeah or every whatever. BBC show. There are rumors awesome. that he's going to become a woman. There's there, he, he should, should be. They should have him become back as like. For a, a gelatinous time. alien for a while. I mean, <laughs> when, yeah, when, when Mitch said there were rumors that he was going to become a woman, I thought he was talking about Idris Elba. I was like, I did not hear these rumors. This is breaking news. Bruce Jenner and Idris Elba in one year. Um, that would be interesting. No, so let's pass uh, Dr. I don't want to talk about it anymore. All right. Well, Elisa, <laughs> what's... Uh, Watch Tenant, Matt. What, some, what's some, your some favorite sci-fi story? So I don't know if it's my favorite, but uh, I think when 
the question was posed to me, I thought, what's the one that I remember the most besides Star Wars? Because, of course, Star Wars, Star Wars, right? And I think for me it was Stargate. Mm. That, like, just stuck with me forever. And I watched over and over and over again as a kid. And still, like, I just watched it last week with my kids. And I was like, that is just a solid movie. Like, love it. Love the story. Just... You know what I loved about Stargate so much was, well, yes, the story was great. The whole idea, concept was really cool. But Stargate, to me, was one of the last films to have solid practical effects. Mm. They had CG with the whole gate and stuff, but they, had, they built creatures out of just like a you know, Henson-type... Yes, creature models and stuff. With that tongue, that yeah. slimy tongue, and they that just comes don't out. do that anymore. But right. that they nailed it in that movie, and yeah. you know that's something I miss in film. I, uh, always now is that sort of like tangible because CG almost always looks CG. Yeah, yeah. But you put something like that in, and you make it look super cool. Oh, I love it. It makes the film so much richer. Yeah, and I loved because I'm a bumbling idiot all of the time i cannot find my words but you know i'm an intelligent person and i'm terrible with names but the you know the the doctor the scientist that figured out um all the languages and everything i love how he's so awkward james spader james spader yes i love how awkward he is and how like he just kind of fell in love with the culture and with the language and it was all about love and learning and not about there wasn't anything about conquering or being better than or figuring it out. You know, it's like the science side of it was so, I don't know how to say it, like soft <laughs> and open. Sure. And I'm not saying that scientists are hard and rigid, no, but no, I'm no. saying like a <laughs> no, lot of I times agree. in movies, it's so just sterile and awful. And he was so out there and fumbling through everything. I loved it. Yeah, he really has that. You can really sense that uh, uh, the, the 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 passion for what he was doing and why he wanted to do it, and yeah, I agree. I think you. I mean, and I love the dichotomy between him and uh, uh, Kurt Russell's character, who was also oh, yeah, just not 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 too shabby to look at. And Kurt Russell. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, let's talk. Let's bring it back to the thing, guys. <laughs> Kurt Russell for the win. Um, which Big Trouble in Little China just watched yes. that like three oh, yeah. times in the last Love month and a half. That. So <laughs> it, it, you have to watch it. Yeah. It's, it's a on, requirement. It is on Netflix. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. Well, you have then, to watch it. it's been on like my yeah, two watch list. Yeah, you need to go home and like watch years. that tonight, is what uh, you need to do. I Jason, mean you tonight. can watch it because I haven't seen it either. Oh, uh, there we go. Idiotic. We can cuddle um, too. But the other thing that's so great about Stargate is the whole. I love the whole mythos they set with these extraterrestrial you know, deity beings all being the Egyptian religion. And that's what started the whole Egyptian mythos. And I thought that was like, that's really, really cool. I mean, when the huge spaceship comes down and the the pyramid is its landing dock. Mm -hmm. I mean, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, what? Like, I just remember just like watching it going, Oh my God, no one, that just makes so much sense. (laughs) Yeah, no, Stargate. Ancient aliens guy would really like you. Not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. <laughs> Fantastic. I've always wanted to say that in like a, a movie of like 
like what was the sequel to Alien? You know, like I've always wanted to just say that. Like I'm not saying it was Aliens, but it was, <laughs> it was Aliens. aliens. <laughs> I just, I've wanted to use that out of context, like slightly out of context, but enough that I'm referring to that movie title. Really, that's that's totally unrelated, but that's just a secret desire I've had for a long time. <laughs> But so and and we we did mention Star Wars and and everyone obviously loves and and knows Star Wars um being I guess more of a space opera than a science fiction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh Action. I do not love Star Wars. <coughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I don't care for it at all. Okay, explain yourself. Just never really enjoyed it. Reason? <clears throat> Do you need one? This doesn't tickle yes. my fancy. We're uh, all on board with not liking Doctor Who, but oh, hell no. You uh, cannot yeah. not like Star Wars. Yeah, hell no, you can't not like Star Wars. <laughs> if you say, yeah, I don't like the prequels, that's fine. But like, you can you watch Empire Strikes Back and you... I fall asleep. <laughs> well, I, really? I, I, I can't say that Return of the Jedi was a crappy movie because I get the wrath of hell brought down upon me. Well, <laughs> So, so that that was kind of what I was going to bring up is is that I get for the I, time that they that were I think, great, but for now I'm I don't know they bore me. What so what's what's your reason I guess Matt for for not liking Return of the Jedi? Um, okay, I got about four minutes before I have to bail, so let's okay. see if I can get this quick. Uh, Do it quick. Return of the Jedi was given to. Uh, Richard Marquand, uh, who was a crappy direct-to-TV film director because he was a yes-man to Lucas and would, would say, no matter what shitty ideas you bring me, I will put them in your film, and I will direct them, but I'm really not a good director, so here we go. And so the reason Empire was such gold was because Kasdan was not a yes man, made his own choices for the film and took what ideas Lucas had and and, and made them better. Hmm. And Jedi to me felt like a f- sort of a method to sell Star Wars instead of to emotionally wrap up what is, you know, the Star Wars trilogy. And so you lose a little bit of that juice that you gain from A New Hope and you get in 20-fold in, in Empire. And it just kind of peters out. The whole Jabba's Palace scene, while as a, you know, as a kid, I saw Jedi's the only one I saw in theaters. And mm-hmm. I was young, but I still remember, like, sort of remember it. Ewoks were my favorite thing in the entire world. Hell yes. All the, all the Jabba's creatures sparked my imagination still to this day. You know, so it's not like I hate Jedi, but just as you know, as I've gotten older and I'm able to look at it sort of a little bit more objectively, it's just not a great movie, and it don't feel like it wraps up the trilogy how I want it to. And it has like the whole okay, anyway, the whole Jabba's palace scene has some wackadoo plan that makes no sense mm-hmm. and is a horrible plan. Like you get in, <laughs> you get captured. You That's go twelve percent of a plan. <laughs> It's not even 12%. <laughs> it's barely a concept. It's barely a concept. <laughs> and that's, but that's... But no, but anyway, so then it that's... It worked, though. And that's, not out. That's but, it would, but like, my... you would not... That's the dumbest plan. Okay, look, you get captured, then you get captured, 
Okay, then you get captured, and then you get captured, and then they're going to take us. Soon you're all in there, and then you're all captured, you and, all then gonna, in there. and then we're going to take you to the Sarlacc pit. But somehow, and then R two is going to shoot a fucking lightsaber, and then this is what they're talking about it's on the Falcon plan. before they get there. Yeah. Like this yeah. is the conversation they had. Uh-huh. You get captured. I I agree. It's so dumb. Okay, like oh, you're you're sitting around with guys like, hey hey guys, we got to get inside inside Jabba's palace, and we have to get Han back. Right? Yeah. So, so how do we get inside there? Let's all get captured. Boom. We're inside. R2 is planted as, as a helper, as a drink table. Okay. So if they're, if that, if they're that, okay, if they're that know, knowledgeable about what's going to happen, that they're going to get shipped to the Sarlacc pit. Well, why else have a Sarlacc pit if it's not where you Why doesn't Luke prisoners? know that he's standing on top of the goddamn Rancor cage? Because they know the surroundings of the area, but they haven't no, no, been able no. to get inside because the Because they fell in the Rancor cage, they got shipped to the Sarlacc pit because they killed the Rancor. Oh, that's fair. But if you didn't even know the Rancor was there in the first place... That's how good an actor he is. No! It's, <laughs> oh, it, but anyway. So I, I'm going to just keep breezing through it. It's, uh, anyway. Don't get me wrong. Love it. Jedi Rocks is the fucking worst thing that ever happened in that movie. <laughs> but, um, ugh. You get rid of... Uh, 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 whatever that other song was, and put Jedi Rocks and ugh. Anyway, <laughs> he goes to Yoda. That scene's okay. Yoda looks like the puppet had degraded over the past three years, and they didn't put any effort into like trying to make him look better. Because that's how he ages. He, he ages, ages by, by like by, by, yes, cheap by styrofoam falling yeah. apart. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Sure. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's 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 fine. So, whatever. Except for when Obi Wan's talking to him, and he's like, "There is another." And looks like my sister. And Obi Wan's like. Yeah, your sister. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, god damn it! So that bugs me. I, and then they get okay. And then they get back to, like, they get back to they. They all meet up. They're getting ready to go to do their whole indoor thing. Luke already knows that Vader's his father. And he's like, yeah, I'll come with you. And then like halfway there, he's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have come. This was a bad idea. It was like. No shit, Luke. You should have thought about that before you went. But this is what I like about Star Wars: is that none of these people should be in the position they're in. None of them are brilliant strategists. None <laughs> no. of them belong taking that's, down the Empire. That's, that's fine. Great. That's fine. But that doesn't excuse shitty storytelling. I don't think that it is shitty. It's shitty. Oh, it's totally it is shitty. definitely shitty storytelling. I think I just am too emotionally invested. It to, could be, and that could be. That, that is could be like, like Star Wars that. has is it's got everybody emotionally invested, and I mean, oh. really, it's not that great of a movie. Speaking of emotionally invested, wait, let me just finish up talk, real quick before I bail. Is that okay? I want to talk to you about it though, about the battle for Endor. Okay, so okay, go ahead. And about how, like, talk about emotionally invested as a kid watching that movie, like, oh, yeah, watching the, all the Ewoks, like. Die and get. You captured. only ever see one Ewok die. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't still matter. Under it does still not matter. They're cute little teddy bears. They're Come cute on, little teddy oh bears. my gosh! I don't have so I don't have a problem with the Ewoks. Like I'm cool with. I love Ewoks. Marketing ploy stuck into a movie and they're teddy bears. That's whatever. I don't. Everyone does I'm it. fine with that. What I don't like about the battle for Endor is you never know what the fuck's going on in that battle. It's like here's a shot of some shit happening. Here's a shot of some shit happening. Here's a shot of some shit happening. They won. I mean, it's like like na- battle narrative. What makes battle narrative work in a film is getting the sense that you're losing or getting the sense that you're winning. And 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 it really, like I said earlier, it really feels like all the shots were just like, okay, here's all the shots we have. Let's put them on shuffle and stick them in there. 
yeah, I'm just saying I think that that was a terrible thing to do to children. Like, I remember no, watching that as a that kid and good. Like, crying and being like, oh, I, I, no. I like every part of the Endor scene. There's so, nothing I would change about so that here's oh, I meant the movie. Oh. No, the, the separate movie. The Endor, the Ewok movies? Yes. Caravan of Courage? Was that called the Battle for Endor? No, there was the Ewok God, movie, and then there that. was the Caravan of Courage. What was the, the Ewok movie was not called the Ewok movie, was yes. it? It was. It was the Ewok movie and Caravan of Courage, and they're both dumb. And I loved them. No, that's what I'm talking about. Then is the Ewok mm-hmm. movie, and it broke my yeah. heart and just nightmares, yeah. nightmares. So here's what I do like about Jedi: the end ship battle at the end of Jedi is the best ship battle ever. The choreography is great. The ships flying around. There's tons of ships. It's super awesome. The whole getting into the Death Star, flying through that. Oh, brilliant. Love it. And I also really like the end sequence with uh, Luke and Vader and the Emperor. I love the Emperor like, oh, I'm afraid your friends were going to die. Like, like super sarcastic. Oh, I, oh, it's freaking brilliant. I love it. Like, I thought that made him such an awesome character. Whatever, guys. But it made him an awesome character. I'm afraid the battle station will be fully operational. <laughs> anyway. Uh, That's funny. Amazing. That's funny, right? So, there. I don't know. I have There's issues with it. It's still Jedi. I love it. I just recognize... I can recognize now that it just isn't the best movie. But, whatever. It's what I got, and I'll take it. Yeah. it's still Jedi. Absolutely. I... Star Wars sucks. Whatever, miatch. I just think <laughs> if, you're, if you're a fan of, of Guardians of the Galaxy, and by Matt, it was great having you here today. Oh, yeah. Nice to meet you. But I think so. I think that, like, especially for Mitch, if you're if you're a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, but then by podcast fans, it was been been <laughs> great having you listen to me. <laughs> we'll see him, Matt. I'm afraid that Battle Station will be fully operational. <laughs> so, I I just kind of think like if you're a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, which I know you are, Matt, Mitch. Oh, I loved it. How can you be so interested in Guardians of the Galaxy and so disinterested in Star Wars? It entertains. They're two me. very different movies. Yeah, they're like, very Guardians different. Guardians of the Galaxy they, is more funny. Uh, yeah, like Guardians of the fun. Galaxy is funny as Star Wars. Star Wars is fun as hell. It's fun. No, you a got some way. fucking gold robot walking around. I can yeah, speak a million languages. Shut the fuck that's up. Funny. I, I like C three PO. He is he's, he's entertaining and and he's whiny and sassy and that's that's the best he's part so about it. He's so fucking whiny. Exactly. <laughs> that's what makes yes. him great. He's, he's that's so his great. character. He's a great character. I just want to punch like him in robot, the fucking a face. A whiny robot. Like who? You know? Like yeah. That's, yeah. I don't, I don't even have words to like argue yeah. with this right and, now. And I'm like, so <laughs> I mean, you shocked. look at you look at the parallels. Okay, you've got you've got Rocket, who is your your Han Solo. You've got Groot, who is your Chewie. You've got Peter Quill, who is a better version of Luke Skywalker. I'll give you that. You've got you've got Gamora, who is basically Leia, but a better version of Leia. Dude, she's a badass. Yes, but in general, she's like the most dangerous assassin in the fucking universe. Come <laughs> she on, she is. <laughs> but in general, you you sub out. So there's there's you've got your central MacGuffin of the movie that that keeps the plot moving. In Star Wars, it's R two D two. In Guardians, it's the orb. 
R two D two is something I enjoyed in Star Wars. It's great. Yes. He's a, he's awesome, and Luke he's is good. Can I butt in for a minute? Yes. My the way I look at it is that I see the Guardians of the Galaxy is like this generation Star Wars. Exactly. That's how I see it. Yes. It's more family friendly. Um, it's got a different attitude. I wouldn't as far say as it's more family. I'd, I'd, it's, it's I'd say it's less. <laughs> Rocking, <laughs> scratching his balls. <laughs> Peter Quill flipping that. off the camera. Jackson Pollock painting. I will say that it entertains kids a lot more. It is very entertaining because my two year old will. Sit. Well, that is the first movie that my two-year-old it, will sit all the way through. He won't sit through Disney movies. He will sit through Guardians of the Galaxy, and he will watch I mean, it yeah. over and over and over. I've probably seen Guardians of the Galaxy more than I've ever seen any other movie on the planet because you, of that. So, but if you remember, I mean, the kids part, kids were captivated by Star Wars. Every single one of them, even it's a the different shitty at the generation, time. though, different generation. Well, yeah, but every gen, yeah, it's this, this generation of Star Wars. But I think that that yeah, they're very even as far as like the amount of engagement that they're getting from from the audience at the time and so I like it's, it's just super weird that, that there's the so many parallels Star Wars don't. would be great the problem is, is that I was born in 87 not I don't know when the fuck 77 it yeah. came out four days after I was born so it came out ten years before I was born and hey I'm younger than you are and I still love those movies I don't know I, I don't get them I'm I've got them on my shelf. I've got the original trilogy on my shelf, and I watch them occasionally. And I try, I try to get into it because I've got so many friends that are into it, but I just can't do it. Hmm. But That's I will so watch Guardians of the Galaxy seven times a day because my two-year-old will sit through it, and because I enjoy it. And See. The storyline in Guardians of the Galaxy is a lot more simple than it is in Star Wars. With Star Wars, there's a lot of sequels and pre-sequels, and there's a lot more going on. Where in Guardians of the Galaxy, it's just a simpler Oh, yeah. Movie. But if you look at A New Hope versus Guardians of the Galaxy, there are so many similarities. I mean, first of all, you've got the mystery. Well, there's mystery. definitely similarities yeah. between the two. It's just the, the way they tell the story is different. The humor is slightly different. The humor is different. And it's just a different generation. You it know, is. It's, it, Visually, it's a lot prettier than Star Wars I was as well. just going to say yeah. that. Visually, oh, it's, it's more beautiful. colorful. It's, there's, oh, you know, yeah. Star Wars well, it's because they have more capability. It's very desert and, and white desert. and brown. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because they, they have the capability now to, to make it more colorful. Well, of course. But, I mean, I could definitely see if we're comparing. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I will say, I mean, the new Star Wars, when I saw Avengers Age of Ultron in theaters, oh, my God, that 3D watching that preview of Star Wars. I was 3D. super oh, yeah. fucking excited. Oh, my God. I've never been that excited about a Star Wars movie, even when they released them again in theaters. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, okay, I'll go see one of these movies. But that new one, oh, man, the fucking yes. beginning scene and the where they're flying through that... Okay, help me out. What's that ship, the one that's crashed? The Star Destroyer? The one yes. that's... Star Destroyer. And so they're flying through it, and they were... I, I listened to something where they were talking about how they filmed it and how it's... The way that they filmed it, I mean, it's literally where they're upside down, and they're mm-hmm. just flying through the actual the filming, ship. The filming for this Star Wars movie looks like what they probably dreamed that they could possibly do with the originals. I'm excited Absolutely. for this new one. And oh so, I mean, don't get me wrong, but the original trilogy, I, to me, it doesn't hold up as well as a lot of other movies. It may not hold up. Time period. And I, honestly, like, I feel like if we're, you know, if we're going 30 years down the road for Guardian, or 40. Oh, I'm sure shit, it won't it's almost hold been 40 up years from when Star Wars was released. That's crazy. Um, yep. 
but <laughs> Elise but, is old. Um, I'm so old. But what I'm saying is, like, 40 years down the road with Guardians, I, you know, first of all, like, I don't think the humor... Because with Star Wars, at the time, when you look at other movies that were coming out at the time that Star Wars was originally released, what they could get away with with humor was a lot different from what they can get away with now. Mm-hmm. And so I think the humor at the time was getting, you know, a little more close to the edge than we look at it now because it's super tame if we look back on it now. But I think that, that 40 years down the road with Guardians will probably have the same problem, you know, as far as just, like, it, it doesn't hold up quite as well, you know, like, I, in 40 years, so people probably won't give a shit about talking raccoons. So are you saying there are going to be raccoons. penises on screen in PG films later? There might be. Well, no, I just mean a different subject matter I hope with jokes. So. <laughs> <laughs> More penis. More penis. Penis no, in the galaxy. No, less penis. No, there, penis. there are no uh, penis. More penis. There's, yeah, there's actually... Yeah, I don't like to look at my own penis. They are the worst is, things on the planet. That is sad. If you add together the <laughs> entire Star Wars series and Guardians of the Galaxy, imagery aside, you know, no, snuck in imagery aside, there are zero penises in those movies. <laughs> zero. It that's, is a tragedy. That's a very mm-hmm. low penis count. It's penis just yeah. sad. But we are to the point where a raccoon scratches his nuts on screen. We are. He's a raccoon. It's okay. If you were a person, it wouldn't be okay. Mm-hmm. So in 20 years, it'll be okay for yeah, Star-Lord to scratch. Totally in 20 okay. years, yeah, like Chris Bring Pratt it. will be doing a spread like with a close-up <laughs> IMAX angle right on the Play your own magazine. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah, I, I'd masturbate to Chris Pratt. That's fine. That's acceptable for most people to do. <laughs> Although slightly creepy to bring up, but and it's okay. how do you okay. feel about him in Jurassic World? Oh, I think it's uh, fucking awesome. Yeah. I cannot Bring wait for it. that movie. Uh-oh. Some dinosaurs and shit. I'm not, I just, I, I'm not getting it out of the trailers. I really. Dude, how can you not? It's so fucking good. It's a really smart T-Rex. And they're cutting out a all really of the smart, really fucking, <laughs> what was it, two in between? You could probably do like calculus and shit. It's going to go way. straight from the original Jurassic Park to what they are doing now. Well, I understand that. I just, when I look at the trailers, I don't see that 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 wow factor that the movie will have. Other than like, oh yeah, here's a T-Rex. But like, we've seen that from Jurassic Park. Like, we've seen it's a T-Rexes on modified. screen with and they've got Ugh. something in a tank. They're bringing in SeaWorld, motherfucker. They got, the... got a megalodon. That's yeah. a megalodon. megalodon. Dude, that thing is fucking awesome. Just... And it scared the shit out of my four-year-old. Yeah, that's, that's all doesn't well get great. scared out of anything. But I just, I'm not getting that feeling of excitement from the actual plot itself. Like I'm not, I'm not seeing that like we're going to have a plot that actually keeps us going and keeps us on the edge of the seats for the story itself and not just like, oh my god, a huge shark. Because like, that wears off fast when you're watching a movie. The Transformers series is proof of that. Well, I think what I'm struggling with is that when the, you know, the originals, well, the originals, they came out, I was younger, and like it was scary as shit. Well, I'm looking at this one now, and Doesn't. it seems to be... a a lot more comedic. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm well, trying to figure out where the... I think that's why I'm not super excited because I'm trying to figure out where their balance is. And that's Are they exactly. just showing us the funny bits because they want more people to come see it and then scare the shit out of us while we're there? Or, you know, did that's, they that's turn like, it into a comedy? That's well, how I, I felt know. about the new Avengers movie, actually. I thought it was oh, too yeah. comedic. I'm like, can you, can you be serious about something for, right. like, five minutes? Just five minutes. My, that's all like, I need. It, the trailer. God damn it! Now you've ruined Age of Ultron. It's too funny. <laughs> it needs to be more serious. So I, I wouldn't bitch. say. For me, it's down. just too quippy more than just funny. Like, I feel like there's way too many quips thrown out in that movie. Yeah. There is. And it's, and and it's stop not. Stop making yeah. jokes. But I so. Okay, shut up about 
fucking age of Ultron because I don't want it ruined for me. God damn it. These trailers for, for Jurassic World are kind of giving me flashbacks of the trailers for Green Lantern. And the uh, biggest yes. problem with Green Lantern was that they couldn't decide if they wanted a serious movie or a funny movie. Yes. And so you have this like plot that they're trying to make serious mixed in with Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds, which is fine, but like they didn't make the movie match that. And that's what I'm getting from, from Jurassic yeah. World is like you have Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt, which is great, but then the movie just doesn't match up with it. it exactly. That's where I'm struggling. That's my worry. I'm not sure where it's going to land. Yeah. But... So I I'm, think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be fun like Guardians. Yeah. Because, man, Chris Pratt may be my favorite actor right now. That guy is funny as shit. I do Whether it's Park Pratt. and Rec or fucking Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. That guy can carry a fucking movie. He can. Oh, yeah. He's absolutely. so fucking funny. Yeah. No, he's, he's pretty great. Um, so do, do you want to go, Mitch, next with your, your sci-fi movie or would you like me to go first? I can go. Yeah, I'm kind of it. excited I watched the movie today. Oh, well, there you go. Oh. What is it? Inception. And if you don't think it's sci-fi, Google it. Just <laughs> no. sci-fi movies. It may and not be will space pull opera, but it's Fucking Inception. So it, it's a lot more grounded than what most of them are, but it is probably in my top three favorite movies of all time. The way they go through the dreams and... It's a brilliant, kind of fucked up love story in a way, mm-hmm. and everything about that movie. I mean, the dream aspect, and it it has a real grounded way of putting it across where, I mean, really, you probably in the future can get into somebody's dream oh, and yeah. implant an idea into their head. And I, I do I do appreciate that about about Christopher Nolan with with this film is that he does, which which is kind of the basis of sci-fi and it's it's one of the themes that is in the movie that I'll be recommending. But um, is that he takes an idea and and runs with that idea and creates a movie around that idea, which is really the basis of sci-fi is is finding an idea, something that you think would be really awesome, you know, or or sort of just like this this kind of future thing, scientific development that you would love to see and running with that idea and creating a plot around the, the benefits and problems of that idea, which, which, yeah, I think inception in its, in its purest form can fit right into science fiction because that's, that's totally what it's based around is this idea that you can dig into dreams and, and un, you know, unlock the, the secrets of your own mind or the maze of your own mind by delving into your own dreams. Man, like, Christopher Nolan did great. Ooh. And then you combine that with the cast he got. I'm not a big Leo guy, but there has been as Leo he's guy. gotten older. I came older, for Leo and stayed for Leo. Leo is. I came for Leo. Leo once is too, like a wine. Okay, so Leo is like a wine. As he gets older, I appreciate him more. He's got that hot dad. Like bod. Great Gatsby. Mm. Oh yeah, I love the Great Gatsby. Face, I loved Inception, but his his older movies where he was younger, like Titanic. I didn't care for yes. Titanic, but as he gets older. He because he gets to choose great. his roles more now. Yeah, he does get to choose his roles. And so, I mean, in Inception, actor. he is amazing. Yeah. Him and the relationship with Maul are incredible. It's incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, I love, I love uh, Marion Cotillard, the, uh, the one who plays Maul and, and, and also plays Talia al Ghul in uh, Dark Knight Rises, and she's mm-hmm. in a bunch of other shit. I love her. I love and then you combine that with, I mean, awesome. Justin Gordon-Levitt has gotten better Joseph. with age. Oh, my gosh. He is the most 
like adorable. I, I said his man. name right, right? I said Justin Gordon Levitt. Yeah, Did it's I? Joseph. Oh, yeah. That's well, okay. And we you got think it. about the, we the, got it. the people that, like, Joseph Gordon Levitt. And was... then Ellen Page. Did you Ellen actually... Page is amazing oh, yeah. in that fucking yes. movie. That first scene where they are in a dream and she doesn't realize it until they. Mm-hmm. Until um, Leo says, hey, how did we get here? That yeah. is amazing. And then awesome. she starts building the entire world. Well, because she's, yeah, she's sort of our guide through the, the entire movie. She's the one that's oh, kind of yeah. like, you know, walking us through all this. And then it's Tom Hardy. Uh, yeah, Tom, this is like the first movie that we ever saw Tom Hardy or Joseph Gordon-Levitt in. And he is probably my favorite character in the movie. I love him. And did you, and here's a fun little fact. Did you know that actually Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character was originally cast for Heath Ledger? And then, uh, you know, obviously wow. tragedy struck and then they cast Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, on you know, on the fact that he was sort of able to capture that same gravitas and actually has a very similar he, emotion. This is to really his face. my favorite movie he's been in. I I liked was it Looper? Mm-hmm. I, I, Looper. I enjoyed Looper a lot, and I'm a big Bruce Willis fan, so mm-hmm. I guess I would. But Looper, I thought was great. But this, I think, is all of their best performances. Yeah, Ellen Page. I can't think of a movie that I enjoy her in more right now. I cannot. There's not one movie I enjoy Leo more than, and Tom I Hardy. I enjoyed the shit out of him in Wolf of Wall Street, but that's an entire. I've gotten like movie. halfway through it, but I've got kids, so trying yeah. to watch that fucking movie <laughs> that's with hard. kids. That is hard. I have tried multiple times. Look at five minutes got on Netflix, movie. and it's like, okay, never mind. I'm turning this off for now. <laughs> but I, I, man, his character in fucking. Inception mm-hmm. is amazing. Oh, and absolutely. Then, well, and Cillian Murphy, I, and I love Cillian Murphy as an actor. I don't think that this was like one of his, you know, roles that really he got to which show one off is as he? much. Cillian Murphy is Robert Fisher, the guy whose mind they have to dive into. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he was Scarecrow in Batman Begins. Yes. Um, I, I absolutely love Cillian Murphy. He's a great actor, I think. Um, and, he, and he's been in a few more, wasn't he? He's been in like. Most of Christopher Nolan. He's kind movies. of one of those faces that you recognize, but oh, yeah. you can't really put a pin on. Well, like right now, he's in uh, Peaky Blinders on Netflix, which has been yes. really popular. I haven't watched it at all, but yeah, I mean, he was in like Twenty Eight Days Later. Uh, you know, he was he was even in Transcendence last year, which God, I hope nobody saw that movie. <laughs> Man, the cast those are some in hours that movie, I can't though. Get back. <laughs> could you could you have casted that movie better? Inception. Definitely in my top three favorite movies of yeah. all time. Well, not like, yeah, I, I I love, I love the cast in Inception and Michael Caine as always, fucking brilliant. Oh my, Michael Caine! I love Michael Caine. Well, Ellen friends, Page I need is to take off. My you have to take off. I do. Of all time. Well, then we will we will keep this ship sailing and send it off without Sounds you. Good. I guess. Love nice you guys. You. And then there were three. Awesome. But we're the three badasses. <laughs> See you, Lisa. Um, so, yeah, Inception, awesome sci-fi movie, awesome mystery movie in general. Um, you know, it sticks with Christopher Nolan's themes, his, his type, you know, intellectual thriller that he, he likes to do, um, which is actually very similar to the movie that I brought. And I, I don't know, have, have either of you guys seen Ex Machina yet? Yes, I love Ex Machina. Fucking Isn't great. Isn't that based off Beautiful. of an anime? No. There's, I mean, there there are lots of there are lots of uh, stories and games and whatever that play with the the Greek phrase Deus ex, ex Machina, which is used to describe when there's divine intervention from a, a apparatus on stage in a Greek tragedy. Um, but a lot of people have played with that title. But what 
Ex Machina is about is, is kind of what we talked about with sci-fi, where you take this one idea and you run with it, and you, you create a movie about the, the benefits and the problems of that one idea. So, and I'll, I'll give you, without, without spoiling the movie, I'll give you kind of the plot. And, and, the re- I mean, and I don't know if this was the same for you, Nicole, but what, it grabbed me right away. So they, they waste no time introducing the character at all. That's what I loved about that movie was I right. just jumped right into it. Yeah. I hate when there's so much buildup. I'm like, yes, we will get to know the character as we go through. That's the idea of character development. Because, yeah, in, in most movies, it's like you like that first sequence. where So basically the concept of this movie is, is you have this guy um, working for a basically a big tech conglomerate, you know, like a, a Google-type type, uh, company. Um, he's working for his, his name. Oh, what was his name? Caleb is working for, for, they're called Blue Book. Um, and he, he gets this notification that he's, he's won this prize and that he's um, going to, you know, like a, a retreat with the CEO of their company. So basically the CEO of Google at his private estate that is completely remote. Um, and you find out, like, basically that's all you see. There's no words in the first sequence. You just see him at his computer at work, and the message pops up telling him that he's, he's won, and then all of his coworkers congratulating him. Um, and he, he goes out, it's Domo You're Gleason. reminding me of the internship. The internship? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a little different from the internship. They're but almost the same movie, the but one of them goes one way. Different. Yeah, a little different. A little different. <laughs> so Domo Gleason, uh, who's, who's going to be in Star Wars The Force Awakens, um, it plays Caleb, the main character. Um, well, I, arguably the main character. Um, and then you have Os- Oscar Isaac, who plays Nathan, who is the, the CEO of Blue Book. Um, and who is also going to be in Star Wars The Force Awakens, actually. Um, but Caleb goes out there, and you find out, you know, like, the helicopter takes him in, and it, he, the helicopter has to drop him, like, a mile away from the actual house itself. And you get this super, you know, cool scene of him, like, exploring the scenery and coming up to the house, you know, like, the door, like, recognizes him and opens, and he's kind of, like, exploring it. And you're getting that super weird vibe, like... Love what the oh, hell is going on? Yeah. I love it when movies start off like that, and, with like, and then they and then they tell a story. Exactly, it's fantastic. It, gives it catches you, your uh, attention right away. Exactly, you yeah. have you have suspense, you have the mystery, you've got like the intrigue of the visuals themselves because that house looks so Beautiful. fucking good. Yeah, oh. it doesn't so have to try and convince you to stay. That's the way I, I like to put it. Exactly. Yeah, you like from from you know ten seconds into that movie, you know, like you already know that you're you're invested. Yeah. You're gonna watch it. You're gonna yeah. watch it. And so I, I love that aspect of it. I love that there's a, you know, just this, this whole intrigue to the plot, that there's the mystery that he's trying to solve, that they've got this plot that just centers around that one idea of, of artificial, intelligence and, artificial intelligence and what are the, the benefits and the problems to that, you know, of developing this actual self-thinking being, you know. And I love how much that movie scared people of that idea. That's oh, how yeah. amazing it was. Is that people actually started when they got done with that movie, they're like, "Oh wow, yeah, I'm sure, yeah." It, it got people thinking, and that's you're like, I know that's not maybe that's maybe not the best thing, but I mm-hmm. love it when movies can affect people oh, that much. Absolutely, because yeah, it freaked me the hell out. Yeah, it did, didn't it? <laughs> I walked out of that movie and I was like, "Damn, should I like stop using my smartphone or what?" Like, <laughs> super weird, you know. And you're just thinking like, "This is like." Because the movie is sort of about Google, and what I like is that they they take this this age old concept of you know like what you know machines and and artificial intelligence, but they sort of apply it and put it into you know kind of our world today and and make it a little more. That's what made it most relatable. Yeah, yeah. When I love when he you know he gets he gets to the, to the guy's place, 
And, like, he's walking around, and, like, you know, there's no one to be seen. He's just alone in this house. And eventually he finds the CEO of this company just sitting there, like, lifting weights and stuff. And he's, like, completely isolated in this mansion, lifting weights because he drank way too much the night before and is, like, super hungover, whatever, you know. And then they hang out like dudes. And I love the way that Nathan, Oscar Isaac's character, is breaking the tension with him, you know? Like, it's I love. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it was so well written. It was well executed. Oh. And they took an idea that so many people have done and they just perfected it. Yeah. And it was, it was such a thriller. Like, there's so much just in that, that suspense, the way that the suspense builds, which I, I love this way where it just, it's, it's a linear suspense that just builds more and more and more as the movie goes on. You know, That's you never amazing. have like that. Because a lot of movies, you have sort of like that. The suspense builds, and then it drops back down, and then it builds, and it drops back down, you know? With this, it's just slowly (laughs) building building the whole time, which is fantastic. Yeah, and then, like, obviously, you know, the the reveal with one of the characters in the movie that um, actually doesn't speak at all. Yeah, which is also another thing to add. Yeah. That that character never does speak, so. At all, and you don't know anything about her the entire time. Like, you're figuring it out, and, like, just the way the entire plot sort of unravels, and that... From, you know, within the first 15 minutes of the movie, it's planted all of the seeds that it's going to run with for the rest of the movie. Pretty much. And yeah. it's, it's so, oh, man. It's beautiful. I, I totally want to add something to this conversation, but I can't. Yeah, I know. I, and Mad Max, <laughs> too. Like, you got to Yeah, I'm a loser that. that hasn't that's seen not, anything take, That's cool. not my kind of movie, generally, but I, I loved it, which should say something. I am all about the Mad Max style, because I'm a big fan, like, Fallout. Video games. Fallout 3 is my favorite video game of all time. And I have to say, totally random, if they don't announce Fallout 4 this year at E3, I'm going to lose my shit. I know. Right? Fucking Bethesda. And if they announce another Elder Scrolls, I will kill everybody I know. I will punch them. I will (laughs) be there. I'm going to the Bethesda conference, and I'm like, you fuckers owe me Fallout 4. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. My room is done in that style, too. I fucking love Fallout. And then. Explain what you just showed her, since this is not a visual medium. And what, I've what got a wallet Fallout have? wallet. I've got the Fallout t-shirt. I've got the Fallout hat. There's a guy who comes to Comic-Con every year. Uh, he has his own booth, and he makes Fallout props, like Nanooka-Cola and stuff. Oh, That's my beautiful. God. How have I missed this? Because I would have spent all the money on My friends his. and I, when we were engineering students in Ooh. college, we made a working pit boy. Like that so was our have you seen there's a group that does like actual live fucking airsoft events? Yeah, out in here. the desert. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I just got in contact with them and I want to do, do it that. so oh, bad. That'd be awesome. Because I love fucking Fallout. It is it's my fantastic. favorite game. Outside of Red Dead, I'm a huge Red Dead fan. Well, my friend and I have a uh, like a, a bet with money that she thinks they're going to announce a new Elder Scrolls, and I think they're going to announce if they Fallout do, 4. And there was rumors that they were going to make Fallout 4 an MMO if they did release it, which is <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit. I don't want to play with people online. Fuck them. Sorry. Yeah, I know, for real. Fallout. I need, need Fallout 4. <laughs> I will take whatever I can get, though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like okay. I, I like the concept of Fallout. I'm not a huge gamer. I'm not somebody who, like, can play, I don't know, like, especially one player, like, I just have a hard time getting into him. But I love the, the story of Fallout. I love the visuals of it. And what I did play of it was, was very, like... Did you ever play New Vegas? Really cool. New Vegas is great, I didn't too. play New oh, Vegas. I, I played love three. New Vegas. New Vegas or three? three. I, I enjoyed three. I had three but on my But New Vegas takes place in the area that we live. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, most of the places that happen in New Vegas, I've... I've been to. Mm-hmm. 
And so, I mean, you get to go through fucking Zion in the DLC. Mm-hmm. And you get to continue the fucking Mormon church, <laughs> which is fucking absurd. But yeah. if you get on the Fallout Wikia, the Nuka-Cola page, mm-hmm. you get to see the continuation of fucking the Mormon church. I'm going to eventually incorporate into my slaves the vault that the Mormons started in <laughs> Salt Lake. That'd be that, cool. that was the one. That was one big thing about that game that I loved. That's also part of why I loved The Last of Us so much too. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. yeah, when it, when then we went to the re- which is now a regional church, but it used to be um, Holy Cross. Or I can't remember what it was yeah. called. Yeah, but the, the Last of Us was just beautiful too. Oh, it was an amazing. It terrified game. me. Like I could not sleep after I played that game. My kids love that game. It's beautiful. It's my daughter has begged me to cosplay with her for that game. The Last for of the us. next. Comic-Con. Oh, man. That's such a beautiful game. It is. And I need to get my PlayStation now reactivated so I can play it again. <laughs> that's awesome. Tangent. Sorry. No, no. It's <laughs> played, have you ever awesome. played The Last of Us, Jason? I haven't played The Last of Us. Oh, my God. Again, I like wonder most, you got an Xbox One. Most video games Bad I haven't decisions played. Decisions for life. Well, I just, I'm not like... I'm just not a big gamer. Like, I... I'm a big gamer. I and, I and it's not that I have anything against games. Like, I do love games. I just never, like, with, with all the stuff that I do, it's games fall low on the radar. It's like, before I, before I play a video game at all, I'm catching up on every single comic book that I have in my hold and all that stuff, you know? And before I'm catching up on all my comic books, I'm catching up on the writing that I needed to do, and then before that, I'm doing my school. You know, like, it's, it's it just falls low on my priorities, and so it's very rare that I actually have, like, that time to sit down and play something. And a lot of times with games, like with Destiny. Destiny was, like, the biggest thing in the world for a while. Yeah. And I got it, and I tried to get into it, and I eh. got through, like, yeah. And it just, it just eh. didn't the appeal to me. Vault of Glass, and people think that there's yeah. more in the Vault of Glass and all that. Well, I BS. just... BS. We have seriously kind of talked about my three favorite games of all time tonight. <laughs> what are your three favorite games? So if I were to rate them top three, Red Dead would be my first one. I really hope they do a remaster of that for the PS4. And then it would be Fallout New Vegas. And then it would be The Last of Us. Those are good games. Those are very good. All three of them. And I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm a geek, but I'm a cowboy at heart. So <laughs> Red Dead fits with me completely because it combines my worlds. I'm, I wear cowboy boots every day. You do. In case the listeners were concerned with my footwear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they By were all Ariots. dying of curiosity. Ariots are amazing if you want <laughs> cowboy boots. But yes, I wear cowboy boots every day. And mm. Red Dead. Red Dead is seriously, it's a beautiful game. It combines everything. That it's like I love. Fallout 3 in the West, but not post apocalyptic. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's amazing. Horses. And-, and then you had the DLC that was the zombies, which was fun as shit. Oh. Speaking of games, so like the one, the one like pocket of gaming that i would i would probably get into more is is superhero games and like am i the only one that feels like there's a serious lack of them they've tried a lot of the time they've got marvel 2015 but you have to fucking button click on a pc or a mac that's dumb i love pc yeah but 
No, like Injustice is probably the best, but it's mm-hmm. just like a fighting game. I but it's really Injustice. well done. Oh, yeah, Injustice well done, was a lot of fun. It is what it is. But I don't. I feel like they can't come up with anything like superhero themed other than fighting or mm-hmm. online. Like when they did DC okay. Universe Online, which was yeah. fun for a while, but it's wait, like wait, you're not wait, competing wait. with World of Warcraft. Marvel sorry. Ultimate Alliance Two is one of the best games of all time. That's fun. I just I don't enjoy that style of gameplay. I don't know. I I wasn't fond of the style of gameplay, but. Man, the game was fun as shit. I wish they would do like a a, a first and it's so hard to get into. Game. If they did, that's a... what they've got. Fucking Marvel twenty fifteen, but it's only available on that's fucking dumb. PC or Mac. So dumb. And like, and I hate getting fucking. We talked about this last week. Carpal tunnel in my fucking wrist. I don't want to be the fat yeah. fuck from South Park that's mm-hmm. clicking his life to death. <laughs> We won't go there. I'm like yeah. a huge Rant. Warcraft fan. Like <laughs> I love hate it. It's a love hate relationship. But I have like the 10 year anniversary. I beta tested World of Warcraft when I was a kid. Actually, oh my well, god, there you go. Yeah, like hardcore. And I love hate it. I hate that I spend so much time on it. I go through phases. But we then, like, can kind of be friends, I guess. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I hold like I hold nothing against it. It's just for me what interests me. Like I I like a game since since I am always like doing other stuff. I like a game that I can pick up. And like do some like games like Halo, and I know like that's such a typical you know things that you can pick up like any time. You don't have to follow exactly. And I continuously can follow. I can pick up Halo. I can go and join an online game. I can play for two or three rounds and be like, that's All right, the I'm best done. description I've ever heard of Halo. It's it is what it is, pick man. It like any time. I mean, it is. If you're looking for a story, you're not gonna get it with Halo. No, there is not one Halo that has a good story. I know I played three well, so, of them. Yes, but. Yes, but because ODST had a pretty damn good story. I liked their ODST's online story. has been good, but I mean, really, it's just well, fucking. But, and there is an entire glorified. There is an entire extended universe of Halo books and uh, and like you know, there's even who has like time Halo to read that shit. It's actually not bad. I've read a couple of Halo books. You They're remember good. when fucking. Halo was released on Blu-ray and yes. Xbox couldn't play it. <laughs> That was really funny and ironic. <laughs> but Microsoft was in development for a while on a Halo movie, and I can't remember. They had someone. Oh, it was Alex Garland, the guy that did Ex Machina and Dread that was actually attached to it, but then they never ended up doing anything with it, which is really disappointing for me. But that I don't was, know. I, I semi-enjoyed the Halo games, but, I mean, they weren't fact, something that... Mm-hmm. Uh, Halo Online got me permanently banned from Xbox Live. <laughs> Halo Online, uh, for yeah. some reason, fuck Xbox. turns me into a huge asshole. No other game will do that. Just Halo. <laughs> and it's funny because it's even better because I really suck at Halo. Like, really badly suck. Oh, that's so funny. Permanently bad. Maybe that's what, so, so tell us the scenario. What happened? Harassment. People are just sensitive. Like, sorry. <laughs> what did sorry. you say? <laughs> All sorts of things. What <laughs> didn't well, I say? Well, you're a chick, so I'm sure <laughs> they were harassing first because no, you get a I chick usually... on the fucking gaming community. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I got to sleep with this woman. Yeah. No, no, no that's the seriously that community. way. It's that is so accurate. <laughs> I'm such a tabletop gamer. Like every time I go to oh. Game Haven or something, I, I'm like the only girl, and they just everybody just stares me down. I'm like I know you haven't seen one for a while, right? right? <laughs> Not know, in my natural habitat, but <laughs> it's really weird. Every time I like, yeah, anytime I see a girl involved in a tabletop tournament, I'm it's such almost an like everyone's just like staring at her, like, oh, like my magic. When I go to magic yes. tournaments, people are like. Like, just seriously, I'm such all an the, extrovert. All the ass-crack-neckbeard like, guys You get all these fucking you. introverts that are <laughs> no like... No offense, ass-crack-neckbeard guys. 
<laughs> hey, I love you. Neckbeards or neckbeards are fucking awesome. Look at Andrew Luck. Hey, yeah, exactly. Look at Andrew Luck. He's Dude. a successful athlete, and he looks like he has serious problems. He went to Stanford. And yes, he did. Yeah, he went to NFL. Stanford. I'm not questioning his in- intellect or his skill. The guy's the best skill. person on the planet, and I hate I'm the I'm not cults. questioning any of that. What I'm saying is he looks like a freaking <laughs> As we've doofus. lost our audience for fucking sports talk. <laughs> it's fine. Dude, Andrew Luck looks like an idiot. If anyone wants to Dude, Google... Dude, he looks amazing. No, he doesn't. He performs amazing, and I'm sure his mind is amazing. But if you Google a picture of Andrew Luck, you'll see a guy that looks like the biggest the dweeb on the, the planet. The guy's the best man on the planet. He's a great guy, yes, but he looks like an idiot. And I'm a Tom Brady guy. His neck beard and, like... Deflated balls his, or not. His goofy, his goofy face is, is, the, is enough alone. But then his neck beard combined with his goofy face and the way that he smiles makes him look like an idiot. And, yes, he went to Stanford, and he's really smart, and he's a great guy, and he's a good person, and he's an awesome smart quarterback. Smart as shit and rich. Yes, yes, yes. But none of that makes him look good. Dude, he does look good. No, he doesn't. He totally does. Wait, okay. wait, wait. Who? Okay. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Google a picture of him right now. And how you're do you spell his last name? Luck. L-U-C-K. Luck. Oh, Luck. Okay, yeah. okay. Andrew Luck. Luck he, the Irish. He's a quarterback, and he's a great guy. One of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. He's absolutely a, an awesome Dude, I performer. I hate the Colts, but I would buy his jersey. Absolutely. Yeah, no. I like Andrew Luck. Don't get me wrong. But what he looks hell? like an idiot. Why does he have that beard? See? See? Boom. Fuck you, okay? <laughs> Just because did I you, can't grow you your fucking masculine that, awesome beard. Uh, <laughs> uh, poop in the beard. All oh, that, that, that was all actually that disproven. Poop. All that poop. That was disproven. I don't care. Yeah, that study, totally. that's a good, study, it's a good excuse. That study had a way <laughs> too small a, sample size, and it was it was It not was done controlled. by a fucking news anchor. It was probably yeah. done by a woman who doesn't like probably. Face, face Probably. Hair. Well, yeah, because <laughs> actual scientists studied beard. Like, he's he's, he's cute like, in a puppy kind of way. Yeah. Like, oh, you're cute. But no. Look at his smile, especially combined with his neck beard. Doesn't but he look like he has But you combine the fact issues? that he is one of the smartest he looks people like he on has the issues. planet. Yeah. He's in the top, okay. like, whoa, 10% whoa. on Don't Smart go that high. Planet. Don't go that high, dude. Top 10%, Andrew okay. Luck, let's be real. We're probably top, top 25. Top 25, yeah. Yeah. I'll put him there, but 10, hell. He's not a Yale graduate. No. He's, not an, he's not MIT. He, he went to Stanford fucking... on a football scholarship. Let's be real. Dude, he can actually play football, though. Yeah, he can, and he got a 4.0 so at Stanford, which is great, but at the shit. same time. No, he's sexy. Just he's sexy in every way except for visually on his face. Probably a butterface. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Visually on his face specifically. Nice and spandex shorts, but dude, that girl could get any woman on the fucking planet. You mean that guy? (laughs) And not any woman on the planet. Any woman in the U.S. probably. Because I mean, let's be real. In Europe, they got all sorts of soccer players to to choose from, and soccer players olé, are usually fairly attractive. Olé, olé, olé. On average, soccer players are more attractive than NFL players. Rugby players, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. But anyway, moving <laughs> on from rugby player that. man I fantasies. I probably look like the typical rugby player. <laughs> are there, not they're very sexy. Are there any, so are there any topics that you guys would like to uh, bring up before we send this pirate ship off into the bay? Or off into the ocean from the bay? <laughs> if you want to play PlayStation <laughs> with me, you can find me at Mitch Wolverine. And me at Jettico, J-E-T-T-I-K-O. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at a white kid, or if you want to check out the TMBC network, find That Might Be Cool on any social network, or if you want to check out just the Savage Land, uh, specifically Savage Land Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and Savage Land Pod on Twitter. And yes, I sir. Think-
that does it for our show. I love you guys. Drink whiskey straight. Later. Later.